Welcome to the Soul Liberated Life Podcast, where you come to activate the remembrance of who you are, unlock the gifts you're here to offer, and unleash the co-creative experience you're here to love through. I'm your host, Jody Rodenbaugh, sharing deep wisdom and life intelligence through my life and death experiences, and through my gifts in liberating and expanding powerful soul-led leaders and your lineage. Every episode holds timeless wisdom and potent messages to call your soul back home and into her wildest dreams and deepest desires. So strap on your headphones, breathe into your heart, expand your mind. Let's go. Bring in a new vibe. There are some songs that just hit you and your soul and you don't know why. There's no logical reasoning. You can find that logical reasoning (laughs) in everything. All of this is about coming home, coming back home to who you really are. Remember, you were born as pure potentiality and that's what we're bringing it back to. No matter what happens after today, after the election, No matter what happens, no matter what, we are going to be okay. I've seen death. We're gonna be okay. No matter what. These tears are tears of knowing, not tears of fear. We're gonna be okay. And guess what? You're gonna be more than okay because you've gotten yourself right here, right here. This one moment, this one space and time right here, right now, breathe it in. They will come and they will go. (laughs) You guys, like, so much is just flooding into me, just being channeled and opening up and bringing me back home. I can't even tell you. Sometimes I'm just like, do I really get to do this in this lifetime? And then... I look back in hindsight and I'm like, well, shit, girl, (laughs) you freaking earned it. (laughs) We're gonna bring it back down, bring it back down. This was called the Harry Best. Literally, it's called the Harry Best remix. (laughs) By Unknown Records, I love it. But it's dreams, Fleetwood Mac. When we get off, I would highly, highly recommend you open up that song and you get a listen. Because here's the thing. You guys, let's celebrate for a second because Mercury went back. It's now flying forward whatever we say, it's no longer in retrograde, (laughs) which usually happens when I 
when I deliver some good stuff and that's why I get thrown off of electronics and they all screw with me. They're not really screwing with me. But it's really a thing. It is definitely a thing in my world. But what I do best is I take people backwards for a moment in time, in hindsight, because there's shit back there that's called wisdom that you forgot to grab. That's what we're going to talk about today. A lot of what we're going to talk about today is grabbing that wisdom and hindsight. But here's the thing. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look sexy. But it only happens in like a split second because all of the stuff is in us. Remember, this is our human self. <laughs> this is our human body. Before we came into existence, into this body, we were pure potential, pure love, pure abundance, pure joy. And we calibrated down to fit into our family. God love them. <laughs> into our family, my family, in the early 70s, I came through into this very lifetime, into this one body that I get to reside in for the rest of my time here. <laughs> in 1972, I dropped in. My parents were 18 years old, 20 years old, 20 years old and 23 years old. And they were hippies. Loving, experiencing hippies. They did a lot of things wrong, but so have I and so have you. But here's what I want to propose to you. There is no right or wrong. There's different. You can choose this or you can choose this. It's a smorgasbord of things to choose from. But remember from yesterday, you're making most of your decisions. 95% of your decisions are being made from this substance inside of you. We call it the subconscious mind, but it's a substance of epigenetic science that's vibrating at a certain frequency and holds all your cellular memories that sometimes aren't even yours. There are, they are moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas. I found shit, I have found shit in my body that came from 9-11. I live in the heart of America, Kansas City, Missouri. But I found trauma inside of my body from 9-11 that I was holding there for nine years. Crazy, crazy. It was just a little something, just a little stuck something here. Actually, it was right here in my, in my hip, in my leg. <laughs> and that might sound crazy, that might sound weird, but that's what's going on. We're made up of water. Remember, I, I taught basic science. I teach basic science. I could talk all the big things, but I bring it to you, not to dumb it down, but to bring it at an elementary level so that we can understand it in our human self. So we're making decisions and most of our decisions are made from what has been made and what has been done in our past, in our history. And we call this the blueprint. We're literally coded with this blueprint when we come in, when we drop in to our very family. 
This blueprint I call the wealth blueprint because it really determines your health, your abundance, you know, the relationship that you have with money, the, thing, the, the choices that you make in life, the experiences that you've had, the experiences that you're open to having, the experiences that you allow yourself to have with relationships, with love, with health, with vitality, how much life you allow yourself to bring in and circulate out into the world. And because we are a traumatized society, as a collective, that's what we're going through right now, is trauma. And we have to learn how to properly grieve or to grieve in any way, shape, or form. I've, I've done a lot of things, you guys. But it really comes down to these basics that I'm sharing with you here with the rapid, rapid awakening method. So you're making most of your decisions from this part of you that you're not even aware of until you start to pay attention. You're making predictable goals, predictable decisions based in probability of what happens in what has happened in your history. Now, when you come to this place in your life where you start to wake up and you start to ask yourself these big questions like, hmm, what do I want? Why am I here? What am I done tolerating? What do I no longer want in my life? What is, what is all of this? Why are we even living, breathing human beings? Like, what does all this mean? These are questions. These are big questions that we have to learn how to think critically about. We have to start thinking with individual thought. So I want to tell you something. And maybe I said this the other day. I'm not sure, but I want to put it out front. I'm not anybody's guru. I am not anyone's God. Sometimes I appreciate the, the compliments, the gratitude, the, that a girl, Jody, like keep doing what you're doing. You're motivating me. It inspires me to keep going. But I don't ever ask for anybody to put me on a pedestal. Yes, I'm a queen. Yes, you can admit that I'm a queen because so are you. But I will never tell you what you get to do with your own life. And anyone who's doing that in your life or in your awareness right now, start asking critical questions because we are going through a traumatized society who has accidentally been manipulated, enslaved. entrapped, brainwashed to believe that there is a superiority in our humanness. There's no superiority. I talked about the difference between 3D, 4D, 5D, and how they all relate to your decisions and how I see it. 
So when we're making these decisions that are based in what's predictable and what we've always done and historical and what is probable and logical, right? That is black and white. We need to see it in black and white in order to believe it, okay? Like if I don't see it, Jody, then I'm not going to believe it. That is predictable thinking. That is predictable decision making. And all you're going to get is what you've always gotten. There's no leadership in that. But that does not mean that the people who, who reside in that realm are less superior or that you are more superior to them. They get to choose too. We all Here's the deal. We are spiritual beings in this human body. We come into this lifetime with the free will to choose. If that choice is being taken away from you, you should feel uncomfortable. Because nobody gets to tell you what you feel is best for you, but you. What we're breaking up with right now is a lot of of history with codependency a lot of history of puppetry a lot of history of handing over our own personal power to someone else besides ourselves nobody gets to tell me what's best for me but me and i'm going to surround myself with other freaking powerful women that remind me of who I am and some emotionally intelligent, amazing men too, who happen to be my husband, good friends, all of the things. What we accidentally do though, is we come home to our parents, to our siblings, to the people that we work with, to society out there, people who cut us off as we're driving. And we're thinking, oh, we're, we're living in this 5D realm of consciousness and we're woke, right? And we think, oh, how dare they cut me off? How dare they talk that way? Mm-mm. You don't, you can observe, but it's not your place. <laughs> it's not your place to tell them who they need to be in order for you to feel comfortable. That's what codependency is all about. We have put these boundaries on people because we don't like to feel uncomfortable. And when we come to these places in our lives where we start to wake ourselves up a little bit more. We start to see the veil. We start to realize that there's people behind the curtain that don't want us to see certain things. So they're pulling off those certain things as if they know what's right for me. Sorry, you don't get to choose that. I'm going to be more awake and I'm going to be more observant and I'm going to see the things before you take the things down social media platforms. <laughs> it's not a superiority race. 
It's an untangling. It's an untangling and a remembrance of who we are. It's a coming home of you. And all of these triggers, all of these things that piss you off, that you are judging, that you feel triggered by, this is just a mirror into you. It's a mirror into you because either that shit is still inside of you and you're not telling yourself the freaking truth or you're, if it's jealousy, you're not allowing yourself to have that experience. You're still attached to these coding and the programming of what you've always done. This is what we've always done. This is how we do it. <laughs> This is how we do it. My husband hates when I act like a robot. <laughs> but he's downstairs. <laughs> he's like, don't do that again. <laughs> this is how we do it. My husband, who also wears, we're lions, not sheep, t-shirts. So I want you to just think about this analogy that I have for you. If you haven't seen my post from today on my personal page, go there and, and check it out because it will really give you a visual of what I'm talking about today. But way back when I was leaving public school education and stepping into this unknown territory <laughs> of entrepreneurship, which is the highest form of self-development and self-actualization out there, I don't care what your experience is, when you are in a position where you're selling something that is just coming from this intellectual property, <laughs> talk about some inner hustle. It's going to give you some inner hustle. I always wonder why people get Botox. And then I look at myself in the video and I think, oh, Maybe that's not supposed to be there. And then I think, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like this. I digress. So when I first left or was being called to leave, what I now refer to as the brick box, it wasn't, a, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad place to be. And what you'll find is that like, people think that change has to come when things have gotten bad enough but there are two ways that we change one is a sudden emotional impact that comes in the form like i had when my husband died that is a boom smack down what the just happened you might be experiencing some of that over the past seven months or however long we've been going through this process. What the actual fuck just happened? That is a sudden emotional impact and it will change you in a heartbeat. If you let it, if you let it, if you're open to the opportunity, if you're open to seeing that whatever it is, no matter how good, bad, right, wrong, nasty, whatever it looks like, if you believe 
and potentiality, if you believe possibility, and if you believe in yourself, if you believe that you matter, that your breath walking into a room matters, you will open a door to opportunity. You will open a door to this realm that is beyond words. It's beyond words. And guess what? It's beyond all space and time. Time, we made that shit up. We made time up. Man did. <laughs> to help us get through the, our human stuff. The other way is through habit, through repetition, through ritual over a period of time until you're freaking standing in it, until it becomes your own identity. And that, people, takes as long as it takes. It takes as long as it takes. But there's never an end to this until we're out of this body. And even then, there's not an end to this. Our soul just goes on. Love doesn't die. The legacy, the, the life that you're living today, how you live and how you love and how you cycle that life and that love, that is your freaking legacy. Put money in that legacy. Now we have more and more experience. But for, for some of you, even when I say that word to you, even when I say that phrase to you, it's like, <laughs> coding, coding. Because all money does, money's job is just to provide more and more experiences for us. Money's job is to just give us these opportunities to play and play more with life, with the universe, with our humans here. It's a beautiful thing. So those of you who've been doing the work for a long time, you're going to be doing it the rest of your time here. So stop beating yourself up about oh, you should be in a certain place. I get it. I do it too. <laughs> I do it too. But I also do the work that I'm sharing with you today. So when you get yourself in a place where you start to think in possibility, there are so many women who have come to me and they don't know what they want. They literally have to ask their husband for the money, for permission. We are not enslaved there, ladies, anymore. I know women and myself. I would never even, it wouldn't even cross my mind to ask either one of my husbands. Never to ask them for permission to do what I am being called to do. No matter how much it costs, I will find a way. When Jody goes in to get an oil change, she might come out with a car. Better recognize. <laughs> when you start to think 
and possibility though. And you start to open up these doors. Here's what it will feel like. It will feel like you're standing on one side of a bridge. And that other side, you know, you know, you know in your heart of hearts and your soul of souls that the other side is going to be amazing. You know that the other side is out of this freaking world. But it's foggy and it's dark. And you can't see the other side because you've never been there before. This human has never been there before. And no one in the history of ever in your family lineage has been there before. You're a trailblazer. You're a leader. Leaders go first. Somebody posted on my, on my post today. It's like she sees me as I'm going ahead, walking through the snow, and she just follows the footsteps footprints. That is becoming something that you've never been before. There's no logic to this. You follow where your drive, where your desire, desire is the thing. Desire is why we're here. Desire is of the father. When you break that word down, it means of the father of the Father, of pure potentiality, of everything that ever was and ever will be, it's already here. You either believe in a judging universe, a judging God, or an abundant God, a God who does not judge, a God who wants you to win, a universe who's like, woo, she's up, let's play. You don't, you don't get to have both. That's the choice. One will cause you to retract and contract and stay in what you know, which creates more trauma. That's where re-traumatizing comes from. Creating more trauma because you've overstayed your welcome, sitting there in your comfort zone, sitting there in your comfy, cozy ro robe that now has your freaking stench on it. Your stench, because you've overstayed your welcome. As we start to go across this bridge, and this is what happened to me when I first experienced that, and I'm standing on one side of the bridge, your life is a movie. You're either playing that movie in rewind or your movie is playing in front of you. It's calling you into it, but you have to change the character that you've been playing back there. You have to change your self-image. You have to decide that that movie that's playing in front of you, you belong there. And then... You put fear over your shoulder like a sexy bag and you start walking. And if that doesn't work for you, you take fear by the hand like it is your child because it is. And you let that child know, baby, mama's got this. 
Mama's got this. I'm doing a lot of crying. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of crying through this, you guys. Mama's got this. Mama will handle whatever comes our way. You don't have to worry. Mama's got this. You don't have to take responsibility for me. Mama's got this. You don't have to grow up too fast. You go play. Mama's got this. That's all fear is. We don't push that fear aside. That is your child. You grab that child by the hand and you walk with her. Mama's got you. But a mama who's drowning can't save her ba babies from drowning. A mama who's in primal brain in her own shit storm cannot save her babies from that shit storm. If mama's in a shit storm, the whole house is in a shit storm. And I don't say that to beat us mamas up. I say that because it's the thing. So how do we get ourselves out of the shit storm? We walk with the fear. The fear doesn't go away, it's there. It's either going to own you or you're gonna own it. And we don't own our children. There's a different vibration in the ownership that's coming through at this next level. It's, I see you, I hear you. It's going to be okay. You go play. And then you walk. It's going to be dark. You're gonna go into an unknown place. It's going to be foggy. You're not gonna be able to see until you can see. And all of a sudden, the more you start walking, you're building these muscles, the muscles of the unknown territory, doing the scary shit. Not because you have to, but because you want to. You desire something more because it's why we are here. And once you build those muscles, you'll start tapping into that potentiality again. That potentiality where everything is possible, where, where miracles happen. That's where we're operating with a miracle mind. And people think that like the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, just to give you a little background, the conscious mind, the decisions that you're making are only being done with 5% of your mind. Your mind is not just your brain. Your brain is only part of it. Your brain then comes down through your vagus nerve into all these main parts of your body. It all works together. I don't go to a specialist doctor because a specialist doctor only looks at one little compartment of me. I'm a whole being. Better recognize. <laughs> I look at my whole self. 
You better be taking historical data on my emotional state if I come into your doctor's office talking about Lyme disease or an autoimmune disease. You better take a rundown of my emotional state and the things that I've been through because it's part of why I have that, part of why it's come into my awareness, into this human body. It's all the same. You are... You are a whole being. We have to look at the whole picture. Look at the whole picture. So the more scary things you do, the easier it will become. I was talking about the brain. That's what I was talking about. Okay. So the vagus nerve comes down into our bodies. And then we have all of this coding, all of these programs that are that layer, the, the liquidy layer above your DNA that are floating around. It's a frequency, a vibrational frequency. And that's what attracts these things to us. When you start feeling the joy and the more gratitude you feel and the more joy you feel and the more appreciation you feel, you are changing the cellular DNA of your human. You are recreating this building that you're standing in. But the renovation process, you guys, is not pretty. The reno is messy. The reno is dirty. The reno, we gotta look at the shit. We can't just go in there. If we're renovating our home, we can't just go in there and start tearing things down. There has to be some sort of strategy to it. If you wanna keep the countertops, which you really never do, so let me get a different one. If you want to keep the cabinets, but change the countertops, you can't demo the, the cabinets if you want to keep the cabinets. You can only demo the countertops. We don't want to come in and get rid of all the things. We just need to come in and give an upgrade. But that requires us to do the first step in the rapid awakening process, in the rapid awakening method. And that is to declutter, to detox, and to demo 3D. And a lot of people don't do this. They just see the thing, they see the goal, and they go after it. I cannot tell you how many people that I have coached who didn't do the inner hustle. That's what all this is. It's the sexy work. I call it the sexy work. They didn't do the inner hustle, but they're having marital problems. And they think, oh, you know, let, maybe we just need a, a, a change. Maybe let's go buy the biggest house we could possibly buy together. <laughs> Let's go do that and see if things change. Maybe if we buy a big enough house, we won't need to be by each other. I cannot tell you how many people come to me after they buy the big house. They did the external hustle, the outer hustle. They got the bigger house. 
They checked off the box of the bigger house, the American dream home, but nothing was changed on the inside. Nothing was done for the inner hustle and they knew in the back of their mind, whew, something, something, needs, something needs to change here. But they get there and in hindsight, they're like, oh, probably should have done some inner hustle before we moved. Now, neither is right or wrong. It doesn't matter. You can move and still do the inner hustle after. <laughs> Where it becomes a problem is when you don't do anything at all. Where you just, you just decide that your marriage is over and this is over and we're done. And now we're stuck with this big house. So now we got to go through a bigger divorce because now we have the bigger house. And all of a sudden now we can't sell the house. And all the things. So, shoot. Maybe we should just stay married. <laughs> Maybe we were just crazy. No, you haven't done the inner hustle. So what does the demoli demo demolition, the demolition look like? It looks like in my world, when we go through love genius, love genius work is all about going in and looking at your blueprint, looking at your wealth history. And your wealth history includes your love and relationships. It includes your relationship with money and the historical data along your ancestral lineage, we look all throughout that, as well as your own personal health and vitality. It all goes together. It is your blueprint. And your blueprint needs that upgrade. What I learned as I was looking at my own life is that we, we are scientists. We are scientists. When, after my husband died, I was a STEM instructional coach. I was writing science curriculum for K-5 students, units, inquiry-based lessons. What we're doing here, what life is all about, it's an inquiry process. We're here to ask questions. We're here to test things out. Somewhere along the way, people have told you no, don't test that out. That's dangerous. So what I learned is that you have to become the scientist of your own life. The detective, the scientist who collects the data without emotion. You're just observing the process. We got to bring things up, you guys, and lay that shit out on the table. Not to re-traumatize yourself. You've been re-traumatizing yourself for years because it's been locked up inside of you in your secret thoughts. Your, your secret thoughts and the feelings that you have about yourself. It's not a love problem. It's a like problem. Deep down inside in your cellular DNA, you freaking hate yourself. You talk shit about yourself. You abandon yourself and reject yourself and you are the most unjust to yourself. You betray you. It's in you if you can just stand there for a minute. Be quiet. Stop projecting out or, or blaming out. And if you can stand there and tell yourself the freaking truth and see how you've been a perpetrator 
to yourself and others. How you've been the one who hates on yourself. You've been a victim to your own thoughts and your own feelings. In your secret thoughts, in the 95% that's rolling around. That not only you made up, but you're also accidentally just doing how grandma and mom and grandpa have always done it. This is what we think of ourselves. This is just how we do it. And so suddenly you're making decisions and if somebody doesn't stop you or you don't stop yourself and take an observation of it, you're just going to repeat these patterns that you're not even aware of. The most ridiculous things. Like one story that's coming up for me, the most ridiculous thing is that like in my conscious thoughts, what my container of how I do life is I invest in life. I am a freaking investment. Here, I'm an investment. When we're playing in a game of predictability, we think of ourselves as if we are a gamble. As if we are not the investment, but the liability. As if we're not the investment, but a liability. I'm a liability. And the universe can't be trusted. People can't be trusted. The universe can't be trusted. The world is dangerous. That's looking at the world as if it's a, if it's it, as if it's a gamble. When you start looking at possibility, you now believe that you're an investment, but it's a continuum, you guys. All of these realms are a continuum. They don't stop and start, start and stop, stop and start until you're, you really embody that particular realm. They stop and start all the time. It's a continuum. So you can say, I'm an investment, and you start to walk across that bridge, but you retract back because the world and the universe is sometimes dangerous, and sometimes it is. That's why it's so important to know the difference between being safe, feeling safe in your body. You can't go across the bridge if you don't feel safe about it. That's why it's so important to calibrate to other people who have been to the other side of that bridge multiple times, over and freaking over and over freaking over, to help you remember who you are and why you're here. Otherwise, you forget. You forget. You go back to what is predictable accidentally. But when you open it up to potentiality, crazy miracles happen. So when I, when I make decisions around money, I'm an investment. I make investment decisions with my money. If it is going to bring me more life and more love and more experience, I'm a yes for that. When I was going through all the things with Lyme disease, what you have to understand is that in our traumatized self, in our traumatized human, we will go back 
to what's predictable until we feel safe to move forward. So all these crazy thoughts would come up for me. And I'd be like, I don't think like that. Whose thoughts are these? Coding. Coding. On some level, I asked to have this experience because remember, across the bridge is the gap. It's not necessarily a test and it's definitely not a punishment. God was not sitting up there on a cloud with a beard saying, Jody, you're going to make an amazing widow and I need your husband more than you do. That's just ignorance. Do I make an amazing widow? I don't know. <laughs> Am I conquering this thing? Am I riding this thing? Hell yeah. But do I have the fears and does it creep in? Abso-freaking-lutely. And you will get to these new levels and play a bigger game. And all of a sudden you will start to have fears that you didn't even know existed. And if you're not, you're not playing a big enough game. So back to my story. It became clear to me what my coding was around money when I would spend 30 minutes trying to pick out a pair of socks, a six pack of socks at Marshall's. You know Marshall's? Is there Marshall's everywhere? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a home goods store that has all the things, but it's on discount or something. I don't know how to describe it. It's pretty awesome. I love, I love Mia Marshalls. But to make a decision, spend 30 minutes making a decision to buy $3 pair of socks, but yet I can throw $30,000 on an investment. What is that? It's coding. So if you're not paying attention, you'll spend 30 minutes picking out socks and it doesn't even fit your context for life. It doesn't even fit what you truly believe about life itself. It's crazy. So we first have to get out of our body all of the shit. And it comes in layers. Some people say it's like peeling back an onion. Some people say it's like untangling knots, and it is. It's all of that. But I like to say it's like peeling back an artichoke. Because an artichoke is sexy. An artichoke gets to the heart of the matter. An artichoke, just in representation of an artichoke, helps open up these pathways to our truth, to our voice. So I use the artichoke. It's like peeling back the artichoke. The renovation is messy though. When you can stand there and just riff on all the things that you say to yourself on the daily, but you would never in the history of ever say to another human and never in the history of ever would you say out loud, except to people like me, whom you trust, whom you've paid. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't know, confessing your sins, who is non-judgmental, so that we can get that stuff out on the table and examine it like a biology lab. You're feeling it already. When we, when we bring that stuff up, the energy is just transformed. All the energy that ever was and ever will be is already here. We just transfer it to some other form, some other realm. So as it comes up, that's the shit that's been in you for all this time. It's a freaking celebration. It's not a pity party. It's not a time to re-traumatize yourself and say, oh my God, I can't believe I've been saying this to myself. No. Party. I found you. I found that sneaky thought. I found that freaking feeling. It's a celebration. I call it progressation. Progressation because we're making progress, people. We're making progress. Remember, you're a scientist. And a scientist does not judge the data as it comes up. It just comes up and he writes it down. She writes it down. We're going to come back in our scientific notebook and look at those things and we're going to transform them as we move through the process. But you're going to go in and you're going to just riff. You're going to spill the beans. And pretty soon you will start to see the BS in it. You will start to see the bullshit in it. If you need extra, here's the thing, you guys. I've done so much inner hustle. <laughs> I've tried all the modalities, all the things. Many times they haven't worked because we haven't told the full truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. You've got to look at the ugly. You've got to look at the unsexy parts. You've got to look at the mess that you've made. That is radical responsibility, which is our first step, which is R for rise. Radical responsibility. You'll start to see the identity that you've been holding on to, the self-image that you've had, which is I. That's the character you've been. You will start to see that. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I just discovered. I just discovered the cure. This whole time, I've been saying this to myself. I've been telling myself I was this person, and I'm not. I'm not a cheapskate. I don't need to make 30-minute decisions on buying socks. I'm just going to buy the socks that I love to put on my feet. <laughs> so I is your self-image. It is your identity. It is your ideal image. And you won't see what you really want. You won't see who you really are until you look at the ugly. Until you look at that shit. And triple D it. Detox, 
detox, detox, declutter, and dem demo, demolition. So if you have modalities as you start to move this up and you need extra modalities, now is when the modalities work. Now is when the tapping will work. Tapping is really good for that. To move that energy up and out of your body, really good for that. But don't start with the positive. You start with the ugly. Say the shit that you've wanted to say that somebody at some point said, don't say that, Jody. Good girls don't say that. Good girls don't get angry. I promise you, you will not stay angry for long. It will turn like that. Like that. Working through grief after my husband died, I was so afraid to feel anger. And if we're really honest, a human hand killed my husband on accident. I had to dig deep with forgiveness. Forgiveness is the doorway to freedom. Forgiveness is recognizing where you are the perpetrator. That's true forgiveness. Forgiveness is not just about looking at, you know, how your dad abandoned you or what your boyfriend did or your fiance did or all those things. It's a feeling that you've decide, decided and that has become your identity. So as you bring those up and the more things that you clear out, the more decluttering and demoing you do, conscious demoing. Remember, we may want to keep the cabinets. <laughs> conscious demoing. The, the more you will see you for who you are, your own identity. Now, here's the next, I'm gonna share two more things with you on this particular call. Remember that when your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions are in alignment, that's where you can see the potentiality. That's where you can see the possibilities. That's where you can see the doorway to opportunity. If, you don't, if those aren't in alignment and you're not paying attention and you go buy your, 30, your $3 socks and you're feeling guilty about buying your $3 socks, it's not in alignment with your values. It's not in alignment with what you've decided as a wealthy human. Remember the foundation is your feelings. The foundation is your feelings. Under that foundation is your subconscious programming, the feelings that you have about yourself. There will be people that are like, I'm like, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. Okay. Your energy is angry. Why? What's going on? And they might not know. Sometimes, you guys, here's the truth. Sometimes you're going to be feeling feelings and you don't have to know why. They're just feeling, especially right now. Especially right now with all the things that are going on and we're dealing with all the collective stuff. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to know what is happening in there. You don't necessarily have to know. <laughs> 
what, why you're feeling a certain feeling. But recognize you're feeling a certain feeling and tell the truth. Your energy has anger vibes in it. What's happening there? What's, what is that all about? Why are you so triggered? Why are you breathing so heavy? Like you're frustrated if you're not angry. Guess what? Frustration is anger. It's inner rage. Get it out. I have this thing. And I told you guys I try everything. So your feelings are the foundation. To get these feelings out, I've tried all kinds of different modalities. There's one modality I have um, called the clapper. <laughs> it cracks me up. The clapper. I'm just going to use this as the clapper. But you literally like beat on yourself to clap this stuff out, to clap this stuck energy out. <laughs> I find tapping much, much safer, but the, the, um, the clapping is, is funny and fun. <laughs> it works too. Whatever the freak works, the modalities that you, you, you thought were working. I can't tell you how many times I tried to do tapping and it never worked for me or what, um, emotion code, if you've heard of emotion code, that stuff doesn't work until you get some of this other stuff out, until you become consciously aware of some of these things that are riding inside of you. Plus, where I come from, like, we're here to heal ancestral lineage and to not pass on the pattern to the offspring. So, the more we can come to a relationship with those who have gone before us, the freer we'll be. So let's name this, let's name this person here, the foundation. She's the human, the sexy soul, I call her. When you pay attention to your human, your sexy soul, magic happens. We have been conditioned and programmed and coded as women to stop being our feminine selves. We've been trying to solve these masculine, these feminine problems using mascul masculine tools. Feelings are a feminine problem. And men have them too. Men are waking up too. Men are coming to grips with their emotional side, with their feeling side. They too have a sexy soul. The sexy soul, when she is cleaned up, decluttered, there isn't anything that will stop that woman. She is magic. Magic. And she walks with it across that bridge. She doesn't force. She doesn't control. She doesn't need to. But she handles it. Many of us don't even know how to take care of ourselves. We don't know how to be a woman. We don't know how to process through our emotional stuff. We don't know how to take a bath with Epsom salts and essential oils and let these emotions out. Let them go down the drain. You don't need them. Oh, wait, don't go. You don't need them anymore. That anger that you've been holding on to is not protecting you. It's killing you. It's causing tumors and all kinds of shit. 
time to declutter and detox. Now, everything in my world is a triangle, is a triangle. There's a triangulation to everything. So if our foundation is the feeling side, it's, it's the sexy soul. The other side of that, the one that walks with the sexy soul is a love genius. A love genius handles it. They know how to communicate with other humans. So we have the other side of our triangle, which is the love genius. And the love genius is one of our main programs. Sexy soul is also one of our main programs. But the love genius is the one who is this, the person who plays in all the realms and within relationship to somebody else. So the S in rise stands for soul communication. Soul communication. We are communicating with our soul on every single level. It just looks a little different. Now, soul is an acronym. I think that I'll go ahead and give you the basis of the acronym because I don't want to keep this too much longer, but I'll give you the basis of the acronym, what soul stands for. So here's the first thing, you guys. Shh. Just be quiet. Listen. That's what the S stands for in soul communication. Shh. Listen. You can know more than you say. But. But. Shh. Your need to be right will cause you to get divorced. It will cause you to learn, lose a lot of money. It will cause you to be a loser. It will cause you all kinds of havoc in your life. Shh. Just be quiet. Come back here. Next step, observe. What am I feeling? Can I see any thought that I have? What am I thinking? Why am I triggered right now? Some people say, don't look for that. You'll find it. You will. But we're finding it with the purpose. We're finding it to let that shit go, to rise above it. Not to point our fingers out, but to take radical responsibility, remember. Radical responsibility. There we go. Next, that's where we untangle. The U stands for untangle. So we start to ask these higher level questions and we start to untangle from this emotional experience that we're having inside of our body. We stop feeling like somebody else has to change or do something different or act a different way in order for us to feel better. That's our job. Our job is to handle this emotional home. It is not my husband's job. It is not my children's job. It is not anybody else's job but my own. It is not my father's job. My mother's it is nobody's job but mine. If they do something and I feel triggered, that's my responsibility to either do the inner hustle or get to walking 
because I've overstayed my welcome in a place that I don't belong anymore. Like a relationship that you've outgrown. Like a relationship that has felt abusive for a while. And now you got enough information. You've had enough. And now it's time to go. But we don't know all the time when it's time to go. We don't know when it's time to leave. Until we decide. Until we've done the inner hustle. So the final one. The L in soul communication is to level up. Level up is about making a better feeling decision. And a better feeling decision comes from better feeling thoughts. You can tell yourself all these shitty stories about all the other people. You can do that. You can tell yourself all the shitty stories about, all, about yourself. You can do that. But it won't set you free. It'll just continue to re-traumatize you. It will continue to have you beating yourself up. Not with a clapper. <laughs> but with your own shitty words. With your own words. And by the way, if my words trigger you, good. Look at it. Use it as an opportunity. I'm stretching you into possibility and potentiality. And the words that I say just work sometimes. Sometimes there's no other way to describe it, but you're sitting in your own shit. <laughs> so level up. Now here's what I want to tell you. When you're in sexy soul and you're doing the inner hustle, this is about the communication with yourself. This is where you're going in and using soul communication to communicate with your own soul. When you are in relationship and you are talking to other humans, you're still doing the soul communication. And once you've processed through your emotions, now you can actually communicate with the other humans. Don't go try to make your point known if you haven't cleaned up your side of the fence yet. If you haven't done the inner hustle. We can't do the outer hustle. We can't take the actions until we've gone here first. Until we've come home. Cleaned up our stuff. Come back in here. Now we can actually have a conversation that we may get somewhere. Unless that person is still in trauma brain and pain brain back there in the 3D, back there in the way things were and the way things have always been. I see miracles happen in relationship when they come in to becoming love genius. Miracles. Relationships that look like were unrepairable. And I'm giving you the secret sauce right here in soul communication. So the other side of the triangle is what I call the wealthy femme. The wealthy femme is when you have these quantum goals, this pure potentiality, where you start to see yourself in like a dream state. I came up with this process when I was at a point 
in my life after my husband died where I needed to communicate with him. I so deeply desired to know where he was. I needed a way to communicate. And I would ask, show me where you are. Communicate with me. And I got all kinds of things. Hugs that scared the holy hell out of me. Hangers that cracked as I was pulling it out of the closet. Just crack in my hands. No logical explanation for it. Flies. I could write a freaking book on a fly. Because my husband doesn't come around as a beautiful butterfly or a beautiful cardinal. He comes around as a fly. A pesky fly to remind me that I'm here for rapid change. For quantum change. But it doesn't happen until you look at your ugly. When you are in wealthy femme, you are communicating with the invisible. You are creating something that is beyond what you can even imagine right now. It's a beautiful thing. When you build a new home, when you change your physical self, there's upkeep to do. <laughs> but we can't put lipstick on a pig and expect it to be something other than a pig. It's gonna be a pig. I'm gonna go deeper into this process of soul communication. I'm gonna share with you what it looks like with different examples from my own personal life and what's kind of in my own awareness right now. Maybe some older stories, maybe some newer stories of things that are in my own experience and right now. And going through this process of rise and the process of soul communication. There you have it. That's what I have for you today. I love you. Thank you for showing up for you. Thank you for being here. You are powerful. Don't forget it. When you rise, the world rises. Your family rises. You don't have to, they don't have to do the work. I cannot tell you how many women come to me. Your men don't have to do this work. They're not going to outgrow you if you do it right. They're not. Unless you want them to, which some of you might. But if you don't want the outgrowing, 99.99% of them rise up too and they don't, they don't even know what hit them. They don't even know. <laughs> it's like all of a the sudden these things become their idea. All of a the sudden they start moving and they start doing things and you're like, all the while you're over here working your magic. That's what it's all about. When you rise, they rise. When you go first, they follow. You go first, universe follows. It's not the other way around. You go first, God follows. It's not the other way around. We've been programmed and coded and conditioned for the opposite. It doesn't work that way. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Much love. Hey, beauty. I hope you enjoyed today's transmission. If you found this valuable, we would love to know by giving us your rating and review. 
and of course by sharing the good word with your people. To get closer access to me, come on over to IG at Jody Rodenball and search Soul Liberated Life on Facebook to enter our complimentary Facebook group. If you'd like to know how to partner with me for your liberation and deeper ways you can learn from me, just send me a DM on the IG or FB. I'd love to hear from you. Until the next episode, remember, there's magic to be unleashed inside of you and miracles beyond your wildest dreams ready for you to answer your call. You coming? <laughs>